This Connect podcast series is brought to you by Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome. I'm Karen Cole, Editor-in-Chief of Talent Talks and Life Online. Hi, Robin, and welcome to today and for taking the time to to share your COVID recovery experience with us. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank so, you, Karen. It's great to be here. So jumping right into, into kind of the key questions for today is, you know, can you just give us a quick overview or a, a briefly share your experience of the severity of your illness and how recently you've actually recovered from this? Yeah, I, w- I would say I had a moderate case of COVID. It um, it felt at one point like it could go the other way and become much more severe, which was quite anxiety provoking. Um, but fortunately, fortunately, my recovery was good. I recovered technically about two weeks ago, but probably only in the last three, four days that I felt um, back to my normal self on the whole. Well, you, I understand you have a, a, a medical background, but, um, you know, besides the physical, what else does recovery kind of mean for you? Ironically, actually, the recovery for me was mostly about my mental state. It was mostly about feeling that I'd landed back in the current world that we live in, because for me, much of my much of my COVID experience related less to how physically unwell I felt and far more to how um, mentally I seemed to find myself in a very, very different place um, from I spoke about feeling like I was having a psychedelic trip for much of that time. So for me, that, that sense of recovery really is around feeling like mentally I'm present and I'm able to focus on what's before me. Um, physically, too, there's definitely a, a point at which the energy returns. So it's sort of a combination, but definitely a preponderance around my my state of mind that indicated to me that I, I felt now well again. You know, since recovery, have you just or have there been any kind of lasting impacts for you, either physical or psychological or mental? Is there anything that you are are still trying to get to grips with or or different impairments, either on the negative side, but maybe some positive aspects coming out of this road to recovery? Karen, yes. So I think it's somewhat of a mixture. I think that, that what happened with COVID for me was... Because I had a couple of days when my my oxygen sets were really low, my temperature wouldn't drop below 40, and uh, my heart rate was sitting at around 120, um, and it just wouldn't go away. There were three, four days where it just persistently stayed like that. And there's that moment of fragility where you suddenly realize this could all go very, very wrong. Almost a, so a sense of relinquishment that... Nothing really matters all that much. And that can be both positive and also it can, I think, affect this phase of coming back where there's a lot of looking at what one's doing, which was my nature in any case, was to always kind of look and and not become too fixated on the work, which is my inclination, 
but really take the time to center myself within my work. And I think this experience has just taken that to another level um, in terms of real, real personal recognition of one's fragility. It's an experience I've had before, but I think not with this degree of suddenness and acuteness about mm. being in a position where one's heard so many times of people who have not felt terrible, have not felt too bad, have actually been making a recovery and the next day just don't wake up. And I think that really is the the kind of lesson to take. It is also the recovery to make, the mental recovery to make. I think it is the balance to find and not to also completely let go of that experience because there's value within it, but also not to be paralyzed by it. I have been finding the last few days that there has been kind of a mm, flatness, a little bit of, of sort of feeling, mm, this all feels like hard work and why, what for, but at the same time, a tremendous gratitude for being able to be engaged in the particular work that I do and a recognition that balance of holding it lightly and also being present in the wonder that is life, that that is something to retain and and hold on to. The, The wonder of your closest family, your relationships, the fact of living on this earth, our human experience. Those are things to hold on to. So from what you've described here, it sounds like quite a a big reframing process. And, you know, especially, you know, having to ask those questions, almost an existential crisis, you know, what am I doing all of this for? And to come back from that and to re-find or re-engage or or look for the meaning again in the work that you do and the life that you have crafted up to this point. How are you coping with that? Has it, what is the positive that you'll take in? What have you learned from that experience? And what other mechanisms are you really using or have you put in place to really support you through this process? So Karen, um, I think that um, this is sort of an acute inflection point in a long-term journey that I had been on. And so many of many, you know, much of the thinking around that is something that intellectually and experientially was within my framework. But I think this just adds an extra an extra experience, an extra layer, an extra immediacy to the need for really being present to one's own life. The other thing that I think I was really grateful for, and that has been something to take as a lesson into one's own life, is just the tremendous compassion that I was shown over this period and kindness and people who really reached out and checked in and were concerned. And I think that that is another lesson to just remember that our human connections are what hold us um, and paying attention, paying really conscious, um, intentional attention to those connections matters and probably matters certainly for me the most in terms of the work that I do. Just slowing things down, being less focused on the externalities and far more focused on the human beings. I'm quite grateful, in fact, for much of the experience because it also gave me an opportunity to be in conversation with people whose people whose illness has been much more severe. In fact, because of the work that I do and because of the exposure that I have, I have many colleagues that um, have had COVID and many colleagues that we've lost due to COVID. And there's sort of a a sense of being on one side of the fence versus the other. 
where people find it much easier to talk to somebody who's been through the experience. Um, and I think we also, one, one also has a great degree of compassion um, for those who are going through and have been through this experience, um, having felt that fragility oneself. Fantastic. And Robin, you, sorry, you were referring quite often to, to the work that you do. Would you just give us some context of kind of the field that you're in and, and perhaps what you draw from and, and what has really, you know, guided you through this recovery process from the work that you do? I'm a medical doctor by training. I was in practice for uh, 17 years. And currently what I do um, and have been doing for the past six years or so, I work in the social sector now. I work specifically around um, the evocation of human potential and the specific very specific focus area that I have is on understanding how best we can step into collaborative work how we can create conditions in which deep collaboration between human beings and between organizations can happen and how we can start to evolve functional and relational impact ecosystems I'm particularly interested in how we do better together we are, I think, all conscious at this point in time that there is a major change in the way we operate within our world that I wouldn't say even is arriving anymore. I feel it has arrived in many instances. It's just that we're battling to accommodate and understand how to shift our way of working. And there is a big sense of movement towards understanding our collective impact upon each other and upon our world. And while that sense is there and while we're sort of striving and we know we need to get there, we battle with the how of that. So we battle with how does that actually work? How do we shift our mental models to understand that we work in a way that is co-creative and interdependent? So, so that, that's what I'm particularly interested in at the, well, not at the moment, but I think it is uh, the culmination of much of my life experience that has brought me to this point. Yeah, and just while you're speaking and obviously with that, that underlying belief of the, the collective and this, you know, this turning point that we're at, it's just so interesting that this pandemic has really exposed all of that and how we have had to pull together as this collective and see the power in that and the impacts that we have on one another. But also just from just from the shutdowns or the lockdowns that we've had, also those forced periods to just slow down and, and reflect. And I think it's been, it's certainly, you know, not only having the illness, but just being part of this, this dynamic that has caused a lot of people to just introspect a little bit more and to to question the meaning of this and, and the reason why they're doing things or working at such a pace because the world was pretty much out of control before. Yeah, no, I think think so. And I think, you know, this paradigm around the more we do, the more the more we do, the more we matter, number one. And the more we do, the more the more value we add is one that really needs examination. Because often actually, the more we do, the more we contribute to the noise and to the the sort of sense of spinning out of control and certainly i believe along with many others that 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 what we we often need to do is to stop doing for a little while stop mm -hmm. being busy and take the time to really explore what it is that matters both to us but also what it is that needs to be done because we can do an enormous amount of stuff which keeps us busy that isn't the right stuff to do and is actually um taking us in a direction that we may not like the outcomes of. And until we take the time, both individually, but particularly collectively, 
to slow things down and to create spaces for really looking at what are we creating? What are we doing? What are the outcomes of what we're doing? What do we want to achieve? And examining that both at the micro level, so right down to my own human heart, how do I want to be in this world, through to the organizational level or the meso level, um, you know, the country level, and right through to globally, um, universally, what is the impact as a human race that we are having and how have we got here? Because it's all predicated on the very deep things around what is our mindset? What do we value? What do we believe we mean? What are we striving for? I think the deep insecurity as a human race that we have about needing to be more and to be belong more, I think that's what's driven a great deal of where we find ourselves now. And perhaps um, we can really use this opportunity to slow down and and think about, do we need to strive quite so hard? Or is there an opportunity for us to just be our more essential selves and slow things down? Robin, we're coming to the end of our time together. So I'll just ask you kind of just from your perspective, are there any words of wisdom you can share for others that are, are finding their way through this recovery process, you know, from a, a mental well-being perspective? Any support that you can add or any, you know, tools or tips? They probably will be similar to what I would recommend even if we were not. But what may be possible because of the vulnerability of this time is to actually do these things. Uh, Because I think we often talk about them and we know that they're useful, but we don't do them. And so simple things like taking time for mindfulness practice every day taking time to journal or to go on a walk, a meditative walk, or to simply simply find a way to step into some kind of mindfulness practice daily is very useful. And then I think connection, paying attention to one's connections. So reaching out to the people who you love the most, not putting it off because of your busyness, reaching out to the people who may have nobody else, to reach out to them um, and being conscious of the space that they are in. Then allowing yourself to slow down, allowing yourself to take care of yourself, pampering yourself a little, um, whether that be through just watching a movie with, with your child, taking some time for a coffee with your spouse, having a bath, really acknowledging your own inherent value and your right to be cared for and your right to be present. I think that those all do help. Just that element of cutting oneself some slack, being allowed to be vulnerable and being allowed to be weak for a point in time. Be human. Be human. Fantastic. Robin, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed our time together today. Thank you, Karen. It was lovely talking to you. 